0: Hi, this is Tanya Uremkiv, and this is a collection of my audio blogs. I'm here to inspire and empower you to get transformation in every area of your life. Welcome back to my podcast, or I should say my weekly audio blog, where I transform my written blogs into audio, which therefore is a podcast, about what's on my heart for the week, And today I want to talk about why your words matter and how to speak kindly to yourself and others. This has been on my heart for the last few weeks actually and I've been very intentional with the way that I've been speaking to myself and to others as well. But I really felt like I needed to share this with you and so I hope that it's an encouragement to you. And I want to start off by sharing a quote by Susie Larson, which is from a devotional called Prevail. And what it says is, may you walk so intimately with God that you're acutely aware of your value and divinely aware of your calling. And I'm going to come back to that a little bit later, but I wanted to kick off the episode with that, just kind of like a food for thought, and I'll read it again. May you walk so intimately with God that you're acutely aware of your value and divinely aware of your calling." And that's going to play a big part with the way that we speak to ourselves and the way that we speak to others. Do you believe that your words matter? like really believe it. We often say that we believe this popular truth and then we turn around and we live like we don't. We've read about the power of our words and heard about the importance of our words, yet we don't always take care of what we say and how we say things. We know enough about the impact of our words because there's a plethora of books, articles, and research available to us all over the internet and all over libraries and bookstores and etc. But we take the easier route, the path of least resistance and continue using words that don't benefit us or those around us. You see, it matters the way that we speak to ourselves and to others. Words do matter. Words have power. Words can release life or death. So I want to share a little instance that I had a few weeks ago. Um, With summer approaching, the weather has teased us quite a bit. And on one particularly sunny day, I threw on a pair of shorts. I was pretty excited to wear summer clothes finally. And then as I'm putting them on, I see my legs and they were pale with a few splotches of red here and there and little red razor bumps that are referred to as strawberry bumps. If you know, you know. And my heart sank and I was like immediately discouraged. I sort of rolled my eyes and was like, oh, well, that's fine, whatever. I'll just brush it off for now. Then later that afternoon, my husband and I were relaxing on the couch and we were chatting about all kinds of things. And I glanced down at my legs again. And, and this time I complained out loud, man, I hate my legs. And without hesitation, my husband just looked at me with so much kindness and so much wisdom. He was just like, why would you talk to yourself like that? Immediately that made me recognize my inner narrative and how often I say things like that. Man, I hate that my hair does that. Man, my skin did this the other day. Or like, I got a dry spot here. I'm so tired of this. I don't like that. And you know, just constantly like nagging myself. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good word to put it. I, I would nag myself. If not out loud, then internally. When he said that, it was as if a new understanding overtook my mind as I realized the importance of words specifically toward myself. And I felt bad. I, it saddened me that I spoke that way to myself. Not just this time, but in times past. And things just started to make sense. It started to make sense why I was feeling down all the time. It started to make sense why I felt you know, somewhat depressed here and there. And my husband's question really helped me acknowledge the consistency of negative self-talk I had in my life. And I mean, I I try to be kind in my words to others. I try to, you know, carry grace and gentleness in my tone with others. But for myself, holy moly, do I throw that out the window? And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I literally was just talking bad to myself. I, I say this about myself. You know, I think... That that's why it's important to take inventory of the way that we speak to ourselves and to others, which is why I want to talk about how to speak kindly. So that same night, I committed to speak life over myself going forward and I'll admit it felt awkward, it felt uncomfortable right off the bat, but I just committed. Anytime my inner narrative became negative, I would try and try to this day to speak the opposite. Something that would bring life and encouragement instead. Kind of like a, it's kind of like the replacement theory, which that doesn't always take care of the root problem and there's like a lot more research done on that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just getting into the habit of speaking kindly to yourself. So at times, I I will even stop in front of the mirror and say things out loud to myself so that I can hear the words. And that makes me think of faith comes by hearing. And when you hear yourself speak kindly to yourself, you will believe that those things about yourself. And and Proverbs sixteen twenty four it says gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. So like I might have mentioned this somewhere on my social media, but I've been struggling with like a lot of skin issues in the in the past year or so. And so something, like I said, I started doing was every time I'd wash my face in the morning and I have like a few dry patches here and there, instead of being like, oh, it's dry again. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to take care of this. What do, what do I do? Blah. And complaining, I would just um, look in the mirror and be like, You know, my skin is healthy. The skin on my face is remarkable and it produces oil that can eradicate these dry spots. And funny enough... Within a few days, you know, those patches get smaller and smaller and my face just starts looking healthier and healthier. I'm telling you, like when I started doing this weeks ago, um, I noticed how my heart changed. And not only that, I noticed how my skin, my eyes and my hair, even my hair, it all brightened. There was like a new glow to it. And it felt as though a new health settled in, like the verse in Proverbs 16:24: it will be sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And it might sound silly, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, words are powerful. When you speak kindly to yourself, that is powerful. Our words really do matter. The words we use for ourselves and for others, they release life and death for real. It's up to us to choose what we will say. No one else is responsible for our words. In my previous episode I spoke about why your thoughts matter and how to take care of your thoughts, how to take thought inventory. And this is kind of like the next step. After you take care of your thoughts and, you know, spend time really sifting through them, you can take the next step and start practicing it in your words. I mean, you could even do it simultaneously if you're, you know, if you're willing, but I mean, take care of your thoughts and then take care of your words, because the words that you say internally and out loud really do make a difference. So as I shared earlier, there's a devotional by Susie Larson called Prevail. And I admire this woman and just the way that she carries herself with so much grace, candor and gentleness. I mean, knowing what she's been through, she's she's really matured in wisdom and grace. And I really look up to her. Um, When I picked up this devotional and turned to the correlating day, her words were beyond timely, especially after this specific leg-hating instance that I had. And it's the quote that I mentioned earlier, may you walk so intimately with God that you're acutely aware of your value and divinely aware of your calling. This specific devotional for that day, it it helped me prevail with life-giving thoughts and words. Because I had strayed away from being acutely aware of my value and divinely aware of my calling because of the constant negative self-talk. Even though I can speak kindly to others, I don't always speak kindly to myself. And I wonder how many others struggle with that. How many other people can admit that and say, I really don't speak kindly to myself. Because this alters our awareness of the value that God places on us. This skews our understanding and confidence of the calling that God places on our lives. Our heart and our intentions can be life-giving to others, but not to ourselves. Do you speak negatively towards yourself and find that you're less aware of the value and calling God placed on your life? I mean, how do you speak to yourself? And like my husband's question, why would you talk to yourself like that? negative self-talk shifts our ability to live transformed the words we speak against ourselves hurt us more in the long run than in the current present we may not think much of it when the negativity slips from our mouths like i did you know man i hate my legs i didn't think much of it you know when i said that but later we definitely will feel weighed down and every time you know like let's say it's the same instance i'm putting on more shorts or another like a pretty summer dress or something like that. Every time I'm going to do that, that thought, I hate my legs, is just going to keep ringing. It's going to keep repeating. And I'm just going to keep saying that even more. And then next thing you know, I feel even more weighed down, insecure, and unworthy. Again, negative self-talk shifts our ability to live transformed. We grow in fear, anxiety, and depression instead of faith, love, peace, joy, Happiness, the things that God gave to us in our new life with Christ. Paul says in Colossians to put off the old self and put on the new self and live from that place. When we aren't kind to ourselves, it will soon weigh others down too. I mean, If you're constantly having this negative self-talk, you will eventually start saying those things out loud and people might not want to be around you. Or you might target and project that towards others and people, again, will not want to be around you. You will lose that favor with people. And eventually, I think that's how we lose our favor with God. God does not intend for us to beat ourselves up and put ourselves down for whatever reason. If we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image, how dare we speak like that to ourselves and even to others. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. This verse is for all of us. I mean, imagine if everyone's thoughts and inner narratives were on display. I'm sure we would find that most struggle with being kind to themselves. Most struggle with negative inner narratives and self-talks. And along with the world and potentially other people in our lives, the last person we should hear negative self-talk from is ourselves. Yet it's often the most prominent, convincing, and consistent voice in our lives. And so that's why I encourage us to learn and practice speaking kindly to ourselves. And when you don't, don't be hard on yourself. Just say, okay, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that right now. Again, I mentioned my previous episode about thoughts. I talked about why our thoughts matter. I shared how our thoughts form our beliefs and shape the way we view ourselves and others. And our thoughts influence what we say. And at any point... We can reveal those dark thoughts through our words without notice. Like I was saying earlier, it'll just start coming out because it's become familiar in our minds. Like the famous quote by Lao Tzu, watch your thoughts for they influence your words and your words influence your actions and so on. I think it's it's kind of a long quote there, but it's a powerful quote and it's really true. When we start speaking kindly to ourselves and understand that everyone has an inner narrative, Like right now, I'm thinking that you have an inner narrative as you're listening to this episode. We need to realize that everyone's inner narrative could be negative. And when we think about that, when we acknowledge that, I believe we experience a deeper level of compassion for others and speak more kindly to them too. Life-giving words come around full circle, helping us grow and mature for the better. I mean, Most often you won't even assume some of the happiest people will have those negative inner narratives going on and you wouldn't even know it because they practice against it. Every time they think it, they practice against it. They say, I don't want to be thinking this. Those thoughts come to everyone. They really do, but it's up to us to just be stronger so that we can prevail like that devotional. I encourage you to take some inventory of your words. Consider taking notes for the next 24 hours or maybe even this weekend or week, whenever you're listening to this, the next three days. Like physically write down notes in a journal or in your phone of any negative self-talk or any repeating thoughts and words that you say out loud to yourself or to others and just take note of those. Number two, confess any negative words before the Lord and or to a close friend. When you confess these things, it's you hear yourself say it, and it's almost as if the wisdom will come as you're saying it. You're like, I'm saying this out loud, but I don't want to be saying this out loud. And that confession piece really helps clear it out of your system. Confession is kind of like a like a congestion clean out. It's like, that nasal spray that you get when your nose is stuffy. And I will practice this often specifically with my husband or with a few close friends. And I'll say like, hey, this is what I'm constantly thinking. These are the things that I've said. And it's very uncomfortable for me to say this out loud. But I I feel like I need to confess it and get it out of my system. And the same thing goes for when you're confessing before the Lord. You confess it before the Lord and you ask him to clear up that congestion, that congested negative self-talk. And the third point is to repent of any negative self-talk in words. Definitely do the same if you speak negatively towards others, but I think that speaking kindly to ourselves is a good place to start because when you're kind to yourself, you will be kind to others. It's the golden rule. Next, I would encourage you to find a devotional that can help strengthen your identity, your mindset, and your understanding of your new life in Christ, or read the Bible a little more often. I mean, the Bible is chock full of encouraging words, especially the book of Proverbs. I mean, there are so many verses in the book of Proverbs alone about how you speak and what to say and how to say words of wisdom and words of kindness that I think that could that alone could transform your life. So if you don't have a devotional, look in your Bible. If you can get a devotional, I encourage you to get it. And number five, practice speaking kindly to yourself and others, of course. Look in the mirror like I did, and even if it's forcefully, tell yourself good things tell yourself what you like about yourself write out some bible verses on sticky notes if you must and get into the habit of speaking life over yourself and just try to really practice speaking kindly to yourself so that you can live out the calling that God placed on your life may you walk so intimately with God that you are acutely aware of your value and divinely aware of your calling again live transformed in christ by choosing to lead what you say today thanks for listening i hope you found this audio blog inspiring and i'll see you next time